This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. The schools are open by state law. Well, I don't really care what you think. Uh, of course, you agree with him because you're in the same business with him. Here's Jerry Callahan. You know, I said this at the beginning of the uh, lockdown, the beginning of uh, the panic back in the spring. I said, you know who's going to thrive during this this time, this tumultuous time is my man, Turtle Boy, because he's going to catch people who are uh, cheating and lying. He's going to catch some of these hypocrites. And he has. He cut uh, Karen Polito. But now there's a whole army of Turtle Boys out there, and we look forward to them catching these hypocrites because they're out there, man. And the latest was Gavin Newsom. He might be the face, the face of the, the uh, tyrants who say, do as I say, not as I do. We're going to give... Turtle Boy credit because everybody's whipping out their phones and catching these frauds, and it's a wonderful thing. It's a good development. We have, and we get, and there's so many bizarre examples of hypocrisy in this upside down world we're now living in. I just saw a tweet from Rage Against the Machine. These rebels, these these anarchists, these socialists, who <laughs> put out a tweet and said they're now working with the Joe Biden transition team to encourage their fans to wear masks. And today we'll tell you how stupid that is, because to no surprise of mine or most of most of you that uh, a new study, a comprehensive, thorough study out of Denmark shows that mm, masks are useless. Just a just the an accessory, a fashion accessory is all they are. We got uh, Andrew Cuomo melting down which is no surprise. It is another fun part. You know what we're going to do today? We're going to talk about all the fun we're having during COVID because watching Andrew Cuomo melt down in front of the world is a lot of fun. And uh, Jim Nance is it not the former fullback for the New England Patriots. He's no longer with us. The announcer is demanding to make more than just about every player in the NFL. We'll give you the details on that. And uh, bad news for me. And for lots of you, uh, looks like uh, walking your dog gives you COVID. N- yesterday it was Christmas trees give you COVID. Now it's your dog. When will this crap end? We'll get into all that on the Callahan Podcast today. Brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees. No minimum balance. No strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Colonnades here. Turtle Boy is here. Do you feel like, you know, you're the father of this movement, the citizen journalists who are whipping out their cameras during the riots and the... uh, Looting from Black Lives Matter and Antifa, you and I talked about Andy No and Elijah Schaefer and these guys, Drew Hernandez, these young guys who are just the, the last real journalists. But uh, you've been doing it for quite a while, and I feel like every day I'm expecting you to catch one Charlie Baker, governor of Massachusetts. I have no doubt that he's not actually living the rules that he uh, foists upon the rest of us. I have no doubt that he's as big a hypocrite as any of these guys. Are we going to catch him doing something, Turtle Boy? My prediction was he's going to visit his elderly father in the nursing home. You're not allowed to visit your elderly fathers and mothers and grandfathers and grandparents, but you know 
that he's found a way to visit his. Could you please do yeah. me a favor? Uh, I feel like we already have caught him. I mean, at the state police graduation, literally the first day in which a mask mandate was put in place, he was not wearing a mask at the graduation. So we caught him like the first day. But of course, Karen Polito is having huge bangers at her house. Nothing comes of that. And there was no need for oversight, apparently. So, I mean, that's his administration. If Karen Polito does it, that counts as Charlie Baker. If this were if this were 10 years ago, Jerry, do you think the Herald would like have somebody following him to try to catch him? Yes, like, you know, yes. the would do it, but do you think the Herald would? Yeah. Unfortunately, and this is, I guess, fortunate for uh, for Aiden and for guys like him, is newspapers are dead. They're either they're either on their last legs, like my former newspaper, The Herald, which was once great, but it's struggling. And then you have former newspapers like the Boston Globe, which are just now, you know, arms of the Democrat Party. They're just political pamphlets. They're not real newspapers. There are no real news reporters left. We will get to the guy at the Wall Street Journal because that might be uh, one. Of, he might be one of the last reporters out there. Uh, and and his exchange with the um, with the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, which is priceless. I mean, it's priceless to see these guys, these scummy, sleazy bullies getting uh, exposed is a lot of fun. And I hope they continue to keep the pressure on Cuomo, who, who by the way, he blames, as we know, blames everyone but himself. He's blamed Trump. He's blamed nursing home workers. He's blamed patients themselves. His latest uh, was that you don't get coronavirus unless you put yourself in a position to get I'll, I'll get the tweet to you know to uh to get it and he says if you eat that cheesecake you're gonna get fat this is a guy who everybody knows killed tens of thousands of senior citizens in new york i mean democrats don't care they still love him and they'll still support him but literally him. all those dead people did vote for him too so he's got that going for good him. point but he, he literally put and it's more proof i'll find it here it's more proof that he is absolutely losing his mind, which is great to see. Um, he didn't tweet it. He said it. His governor Cuomo yesterday on his new rules, you know, new rules for whatever, no school and no gatherings over 10 and all that. He says, if you're really, if you're socially distant and you wore a mask and you were smart, none of this would be a problem. It's all self-imposed. If you didn't eat the cheesecake, you wouldn't have a weight problem. Now, that's not, not a guy in or, you know in a sound of sound mind. This is a guy we know is responsible for killing tens of thousands of seniors. We've seen the report, the edict saying put those patients in the nursing homes. So we know what he did. And he's blaming you for not being socially distant or wearing a mask and the people who are not did you see your did you see your favorite uh Janice Dean's tweet at him this morning that so was great yeah then you must have you must have uh delivered a bunch of cheesecake to the nursing homes yeah i mean she just hounds him, hounds him every day and it's a wonderful thing and she's just a weatherman but she's become an advocate and she's become an advocate for voiceless victims people senior well, citizens that have been killed by the governor yeah her in-laws died in a nursing home so she yeah. takes it personally, I Correct. believe, right? Yeah. Correct. And she's uh, become. Uh, but you know what, Jerry? This is what we need more on the right is like they are cartoon villains on the left and they just don't care. Like Nancy Pelosi is just like she gets caught red handed getting her hair done uh, without a mask on. And what does she do? Demands an apology. Right. And that's how you do it. Demand an apology from them. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I did nothing wrong. You did something wrong. 
I'll expect an apology by noon. Our side needs to do that more. Instead, we come up with police reform bills and we rename, you know, uh, naval bases in North Carolina so as not to offend Black Lives Matter. That's what and, I said. And, and we say we have to stay. We don't want to leave uh, Afghanistan prematurely. You know, we'll, we'll get to that. But you're right, because um, she not and, and along those lines, Aiden, she not only demanded an apology, but her surrogates, her people harassed this spa owner, the hair salon woman, yeah. put her out of business, threatened her life. I mean, they don't mess around. You you take a shot at the queen, you better you, you know better hit her. That's they didn't take her out. They didn't take her out. The woman, the poor woman who was just trying to make a living uh, cutting hair in San Francisco, they tried to, they did ruin her business, put her out of business, tried to ruin her life because that's what they do. They play for keeps. You're 100% correct. We don't. We have pussies like Mitt Romney and Ben Sass on our side. Uh, but I want to get to them. I want to get to Gavin Newsom first, though, because this is so perfect. And I don't know if it changes anything. It probably doesn't. But it has to wake up a certain number of people. It really does. Because what Gavin Newsom did is just, you mentioned cartoon villains. This would be the ultimate cartoon villain in this whole COVID panic, this whole uh, you know surreal lockdown or uh, you know, third lockdown, whatever we're going through. When he goes on, and we went through the, the ridiculous uh, – Rules in California. This is the guy, by the way, this is the guy, Gavin Newsom, who said that you should wear a mask while eating dinner, pull it down, take a bite, put it back up. That's how fanatical he was about masks. That's how important masks were. Who said you can't have more than 10 people inside or out. Who said you can't uh, have a, a gathering on Thanksgiving that lasts more than two hours. So what does he do? We've, we've all seen the picture. It is, as Tucker calls it, it's the picture that defines this era. He's at a restaurant, the most expensive restaurant in the country, one of the most critically acclaimed restaurants with the bizarre name The French Laundry, which I, I guess is just a way to be. <laughs> We're putting the pictures up right now on Facebook. Um, <laughs> let's count the ways, turtle boy, that Gavin Newsom, this slick back sleazeball, uh, violated the rules. I mean, he's and, and he lied about it too, by the way. Said he was outside, said it was a small gathering. They were inside. There's a chandelier, there's walls, he's inside. He's got a gathering of at least 12, 12, 13. So he broke that rule. They're not socially distant, they're right next to each other, and none of them is wearing a mask. The, so the people who are Every rule that he imposed on you and me and everyone and the 45, whatever, 40 million people in California, he violated, which means one of two things. He thinks all those rules are bullshit. He thinks they're just arbitrary. They were, or he wants to die because that's he's the kind of guy who would say, you're going to kill people if you don't follow my rules, correct? Yeah. I mean, can we get a, a running tab going on how many politicians we've caught without masks on? There's Gina Raimondo has been caught multiple times. Let, Marty Walsh, people forget about that one. We got him, didn't we? You know, we got Karen Polito doing the whole thing at our house. Uh, we've seen the governor of, uh, I mean, the mayor of Chicago, the space alien there multiple times, like out and about in public. Uh, it's just one after another. both Cuomo brothers. Uh, right, Gavin, right. The list goes on and on of people without masks on. It's brilliant. Because, because and and these are people who, <clears throat> they're very vain. I don't think Gavin Newsom, he's got four kids. He's very vain, a lot of power. I don't think he wants to die, right? He does not want 
the virus. He does not want to die. So what's the only other logical <clears throat> conclusion is that he knows know. it's all a bunch of crap. He knows that the that the mask mandate, he knows that the social, he knows it's all crap, that even if he gets the virus, he'll be fine. Uh, by the way, on top of it all, there are lobbyists from the medical industry, including doctors at the table. That's doctors. The that is so the best we're listening to uh, men of science and, and, and doctors, and he's literally eating, it's $400 a plate, you know, plus wine and, and, and other it's literally, you know, probably a thousand dollars a head for this dinner, paid for by lobbyists and doctors from the medical industry, who are also flouting all the rules. So, how you can look at this and think the order to keep your lim you know limit your crowd, your family, your gathering at Thanksgiving to under ten or eight or six, or say I need a mask, or say I have to so and, and go through all that. How you can think that it's all on the level? is beyond me. You have to be the most gullible, naive person to think what Gavin Newsom or Andrew Cuomo or Charlie Baker is telling you is grounded in science and is, is sound, uh, you know, public policy. It's not. We know that now. None of these people are practicing what they're preaching. But And, and by the way, get some Newsom, uh, Dave, because he's just such a, his explanation is a bunch of lies. He says, you know, I, that a few weeks ago, uh, I was asked to go to a friend's 50th birthday, uh, my wife and I, a friend that I've known for almost 20 years, and, uh, and a friend that had, well, put a lot of time and energy into his 50th birthday. It was in Napa, which was in the orange status, relatively loose compared to some other counties. Uh, it was to be an outdoor uh, uh, restaurant, and we started the, well, the program started at 4 o'clock. It was one of those early reservations. I got there a little bit late at 4.30. Uh, and as soon as I sat down at uh, the larger table, I realized it was a little larger group uh, than I had anticipated. Uh, and I made a bad mistake. Instead of sitting down, uh, I should have stood up and walked back, got in my car and drove back uh, to my house. Hey, just count the lies and the rationalizations, the big juicy rationalizations. He says, you know, it was early, you know, it's not late. I wasn't breaking curfew and it was outside. No, it wasn't. And, you know, there was a, I didn't think it'd be a big group, but, you know, it was, and it was a really special occasion. It was his 50th birthday from a good friend. And you're sitting there going, wait a second, you, you don't make those exceptions for the 40 million people in your state. Time out, time out. The biggest crime here is a grown man thinking a birthday is something worth celebrating. It's like, it's my birthday. What are you, a 21-year-old college co-ed? You're 50. You're a grown man. You're celebrating your birthday. You know, we have to go out for my birthday. It's such a special day. It's my big special day. No, nobody cares about your birthday. Nobody's ever. Every day is somebody's birthday. You're a grown man. I mean, Jesus, just admit it. You want to go out to a fancy restaurant with your lobbyist friends who gave to your campaign. That's all this is. Doesn't that sound awful? Like uh, to, uh, the Facebook Live commenters are pointing out they have $15,000 bottles of wine, you know, $300 bottles of uh, plates of pasta and appetizers, you know, $500. It's the, the most expensive place. And you got, like, it's, as you can see, 12, 13 people there. You're talking a tab of you know, like $10,000. <laughs> they better. Yeah. And yeah. who do you think you voted for that county? 
And, exactly. and but that's uh, of course they vote. And by the way, another rationalization: it was orange and not red. So in the orange zones, Governor, <laughs> are you allowed to not wear a mask? Are you allowed to not socially distance? In, I mean, are you allowed to have 12, 13 people? Come on, you broke all the rules. Doesn't matter what zone. Yeah. So like, we're all twelve people at the table from that zone. He wasn't. So if you're not, not from that, if you don't live in that zone, if you live in a red zone and you go to an orange zone, what the hell does it matter? You're coming from a place with more COVID, right? And you're bringing, oh, so it can't spread here because it's orange here. It's not as flammable. At what point, Aiden, and, and I know you, you're, you know, you're, you're our own little Aubrey Huff over here. You're the anti-masking rebel. I know that you went to vote. You wouldn't put your mask on some old lady from the woman's, uh, the voter, the whatever, the local nursing home who's counting the votes made you wear a mask and you refused, right? They tried. They tried. They tried. All right. So at what point can we stop pointing out what hypocrites, what tyrants, you know, what what uh, uh, authoritarians these politicians are? And we've lived through it in Massachusetts. We have Charlie Baker, who's as bad as any of them, and Cuomo and Whitmer and Murphy and Newsom and Hogan and Pritzker, they're all awful people. They're all awful bullies. When do we say it's not their fault? We know what they were. These people will vote. You're right. California will vote for Newsom. New York, I believe in two years, will vote for Andrew Cuomo, who has been exposed as the biggest asshole, the biggest bully, the biggest thug in in in, poli- in American politics. And by the way, has the blood of at least 12,000 seniors on his hand. He'll get reelected. And I realize it's not Mike. There will be no campaign either. He doesn't have to do anything. It's a foregone conclusion he will win. And and there'll be some people like Janice Dean, there'll be some, you know, Republican PACs who will put a commercial together and say, he killed, you know, a, a number of senior citizens. He refused to take responsibility. And they'll say, "Yeah, whatever." I, 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 you know, I like, I like the Cuomos. I like the, I like the Mario. And you know, Chris seems like a good kid. And they'll vote for him. Exactly. Vote for Newsom. Our system is so screwed up. And right now, it's more screwed up than ever. Finally, Bob had it right about like not everyone should vote, and it shouldn't be along racial lines. It should be along intellectual lines, like the masses, the rubes, the people like throwing rocks at British soldiers and stuff like that. They don't get to vote. You're useful for the revolution, but let the intellectuals vote. We'll, we'll take care of this. You guys are obviously more. That's how these politicians win is they just they want every bum and other moron who's never voted before to show up and vote because they know that that's the only way they, they can keep their jobs. And, uh, you know, if you, and, and all we do, we do all the Democrats in the machine uh, do is try to make it easier. My theory, my idea was always you get a blank piece of paper and it says, Oh, not blank. It says president. And it's got a little line. It says governor line. And you have to literally spell the name of the person you want to vote for. That would eliminate like half the Democrats. You think half of them spell Cuomo? They'd be out. I mean, Baker, that's a tough one. They would, they, they'd be out. You know, you literally have to write the name Trump or, or Biden. And if you spell it wrong uh, or leave it blank or whatever, into the trash, but we've already learned that Democrats have so many new and innovative ways to steal. Mayor Pete will never be president, Jerry. If that happens, you're killing Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Let him. He can change his name if he wants. Good. Yeah. But you got to literally write the name of the person. That's not asking too much. That's not a poll tax. That's just a, a test to make sure you're paying attention. 
Maybe no. It's a literacy test. It's definitely got a little Jim Crow to it, but as long as it's right, not how about, long, how about you got it? How about you just have to write his first name? All you have to write is Pete. I guess I, I guess that works. I guess <laughs> it just it's amazing you that you Chapman's last name. Isn't that an option? It, I didn't it know, I never learned like, how to work. Who decides who gets whose last name in a gay couple relationship like that? Uh, they arm wrestle for it. They arm oh, wrestle. They okay. Yes, they do. I know. It's okay. Buttigieg's husband take the name. His husband has the name Buttigieg, I believe. I would assume so. I'm assuming so. I, w- I mean, it seems like the right thing to do. Like you're, I would just pick the coolest. I'd pick the coolest name. You know, like Buttigieg, I wouldn't pick. I don't know what the other guy's name is, but I go with that. It must be just awful if they went with Buttigieg. God knows what his Chaston's last name is. God forbid. I don't know. You get to stick with your friend. I mean, if your name is Buttigieg, people just call you Mayor Pete. They shorten it. They find that as nickname. But um, it'll be funny because uh, not funny, but you're right. Cuomo, Baker, these absolute disasters. These these people have destroyed their states. They'll get reelected because they got D's next to their name, or in Baker's case, they got Rhino next to his name. By the way, there was a story I didn't read it. It was on Twitter from the Globe, and the headline was. Baker is more likely to get selected for the uh, Biden cabinet than Liz Warren. So Charlie Baker, this rhino, this guy who should be kicked out of the Republican Party, this guy who's done nothing but destroy business in Massachusetts for the last nine months, might end up in D.C. as a cabinet member for a liberal uh, Democrat. And I'm thinking, what's the difference? I mean, Charlie Baker, Liz Warren, tell me what the big difference is. One pretended to be an Indian. The other pretended to be a Republican. They're a couple of frauds. Who cares? Go, go, Charlie. Who cares? You could have the most liberal governor right now. It would be no different than having Charlie Baker. No, it'd be no different. You could have Andrew Cuomo, Gavin Newsom. They're no it different. It would be a little different. I think I've, I said this in the last show. It gets worse than this, Jerry. Trust me. Like there's Charlie Baker is bad. He does 99% of the things he does is awful. But at least the one thing he's said, right, he hasn't done anything, is said, like, we should be back in school. That's see, uh, judges. He picks judges, and it's all based on what color they are, what sex they are. No, we get the first uh, female Hispanic, you know, one-legged, uh, you know, uh, uh, judge with uh, with with a club foot and a hair lip. You know, oh, congratulations, congratulations. I mean, it's all he does. He picks. He's bought into the identity politics. He doesn't care about their ideology. He just picks based on on groups. Oh, we'll pick a. You know, a black woman will pick Hispanic, uh, gay, transgender man. I mean, that's all he does. He's a Democrat. But anyway, don't get me caught up on Charlie Baker. We got to get back to Cuomo because I feel the tide is turning a little bit. Again, he'll probably get reelected in two years. But if he gets embarrassed, if he becomes a national joke for two years, it could be fun. Yesterday, and he's and he's not even, he thinks, he's one of these people who thinks he's really smart and in control when he's not. In New York, they shut down schools, 1,800 schools, over a million students, uh, the largest school system in America, New York public schools, shut them down because, I don't know, someone told uh, de Blasio, that fool, that uh, you know, there was a spike. Of course, the spike is in you know 75-year-olds and, and uh, elderly people and obese people, but we can't have six-year-olds six going to school. Do you know anybody that lives raises kids in New York? Um, I don't now know. Right, so first of all, I can't sympathize with anybody who does. It's kind of weird. But a lot of people obviously do. And most people who do, if you can afford to raise children, you, you get them out. You're wealthy. 
Okay, like you're wealthy. You, you're no, probably- no, it's just the opposite. It's just the opposite. The wealthy. Did you see Megan Kelly? She just pulled her kids. She's got three kids with funny names. Just pulled them all out of the public school system and put them in private school. That's what you well, do. That's what Gavin Newsom did. Gavin Newsom point. shut Where down the public schools in California and put his kids, four kids, in private schools. So Who they you arguing with? You, I just, you just agreed with me that, but you, in order to live in New York City, right, and send your kids like. You have to be somewhat wealthy, and and school. What? Have you ever been? Have you ever driven through the Bronx? Yes, Jerry, I've driven through the Bronx, but there's also significant parts of Brooklyn and Manhattan and the Upper West Side. It doesn't look that nice, but it's extremely. You, you think they put their kids in public school? And come on, think about yeah, what you're saying. Many of these people put their kids in public schools. Yes, uh, they do not. They do not. Okay. Either way, the bottom line is when these kids. The parents aren't going to stop working. The parents have to keep working and they have to commute to the city and they have to go to the office and they have to make their $250,000 a year and they have to do that. So what are they going to do with the kids? They're not just going to leave them home alone. They're going to find these, what they're called like pods, like learning pods. They're they're propping up at the YMCA and stuff like that, in which 50 kids gather in a room and they sit on their computers and they do their remote learning and their monitor, which by the way, completely defeats the purpose of closing schools. If kids are just gathering in other places, then why are we closing schools? Because people like de Blasio and Cuomo want you to know they're in control. They're doing something. And they're they're, they're hard left liberals, which means they're puppets of the teachers unions. And as you have chronicled as well as anyone, teachers unions don't care about children. They don't care about learning. They don't care about schools. They don't care about families. They care about keeping the vacation going. If you're a teacher's union official, your goal when you get up in the morning is say, we've had a nine-month vacation, paid vacation. Let's keep it going. So let's exaggerate the threat. Let's pretend six, seven-year-olds are in danger of getting the virus, giving the virus, dying from the virus. And you know what? It works on stupid people. I mean, anyone with a brain who reads up knows that a six- and seven-year-old, eight-year-old, ten-year-old like you have – those kids belong in school. Everyone knows it. I mean, it, it's insane to think this is a logical reaction to a spike in cases of the virus to keep kids, children, elementary school children home. Kids who can't do remote learning because they get because they're too young or they have you know attention deficit problems or their special needs or whatever. You're you're torturing that child and that family. But again, they're Democrats. They don't care about kids. They don't care about families. They care about teachers' unions. They care about nursing unions. They care about uh, you know uh, the media, academia. They care about special interests. And it's madness right now that you're telling a million kids in New York, families, and you're wrong. Most of the families are not wealthy. Most of the families, half the kids of the 1.1 million kids, half of them rely on the free school lunch, school breakfast. Uh, program and they're they're screwed you know they're home <laughs> home eating whatever they can find you know probably getting a you know bag of sweet tarts for lunch right now or uh, or swedish fish for breakfast because they de- can't go to school and have a healthy breakfast but again these teachers unions cuomo de blasio they don't care about kids that's clear but there was a great exchange because one reporter i don't know he did he accidentally did a little journalism that doesn't often happen from the Wall Street Journal, grilled Cuomo. And this is a guy, Cuomo, as we know, a bully who's used to getting his ass kissed by the media, and he couldn't handle it. He came unglued uh, yesterday, and it was a blast to watch. When we did an orange zone and a red zone in Brooklyn and Queens, 
and we close the schools? Don't you remember that? Okay, so don't you, so what are you talking about? How, what are you talking about? You're now going to override. We did it already. That's the law, an orange zone and a red zone. Follow the facts. Well, then you're confused. I'm confused. And then I I'll tell you what, Jimmy. Are still, parents are still confused as well. The schools no, in they're not confused. Tomorrow. You're confused. No, I think but parents read the are law, confused as well. Read the law, and you won't be confused. But, Governor, let me follow Jimmy's question. Are the schools going to be open tomorrow? The schools are open by state law. But will they be open tomorrow? That's the question. I think Jimmy's correct in, in asking that question. I don't think it's obnoxious at all. Well, I don't really care what you think. Uh, of course, you agree with him because you're in the same business with him. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love it. It's cartoonish. They're such great villains. The best part, he's wrong. Schools were closed. He's wrong. The, the reporters were right. That's why they were such in disbelief. And it went on for a while, too. He stood up, but he started yelling at him, and he was wrong. And he's not you know, brothers, Jerry, need to be like a tag team wrestling thing or something. Like just they need their own spin-off show where they just go around collecting money from people or something. They're they're such freaking hardos that you can't even go, we did it already. You know, and I love the condescending attitude, like, oh, you don't know about this? Oh, you should read about this. And he was wrong the whole time. The schools were closing. The guy's name is Jimmy Volkind uh, from the Wall Street Journal, and his beat is the New York New York City or New York State or whatever. So um, he was obviously familiar with Cuomo. But at some point, maybe the main, not the whole mainstream media, but maybe the main, mainstream media that knows him, that knows Cuomo, will turn on him and make him uncomfortable, uh, which would be great. Because, again, he's got two years. He thinks he's handling this crisis. He wrote a book. Isn't that amazing? No one has done a worse job of handling this crisis. No one has been exposed more than him. And he wrote a book on leadership during the crisis. Now, I grant that nobody bought it. Nobody will read it. But can you just try to grasp the gall, the, the huspa it takes to say, you know what I'm going to do in the middle of this? I'm going to write a book boasting and bragging about what a wonderful job I've done. It's just remarkable. And, you know, again, with some of the media, he'll get away with it. He did a Q&A last night. You see this with Billy Joel. Billy Joel did a obviously virtual Q and A with the governor Cuomo, and I'm sure they had some yucks and some laughs. I don't know if you could find it, Colin, but Janice Dean and others were dogging him, saying, "Are you going to talk about all the people you killed, etc.?" But he sat down with Billy Joel, did a Q and A about leadership during a crisis. <laughs> I mean, we didn't start the pandemic. Is that what yeah. he's going to spin off song? <laughs> I would, what is the next step? Now, we've reached, it feels like, peak madness. And every day I say this. I see these tweets and these stories, and I say, that's that's we've reached another level of insanity. Yesterday it was um, the state of Oregon, their governor, Kate Brown, coming out and saying they're limiting the gatherings to six. Now, uh, I believe uh, New York is 10, California is 10, um, in Oregon, which has got a lot of space, doesn't it? I've never been there. I'm never going there. But yeah. I've seen the videos of, you know, their fine uh, citizens burning things and looting and trashing, but they've got space. Six is the limit. 
Fortunately, a couple of weeks ago, they put a referendum on the on the ballot and they legalized all drugs, heroin, cocaine, crystal meth, acid, you name it. So you can't have more than six. She said yesterday, I, I can get the number, but you were facing a fine of, I believe, $500 and potential jail sentence if you violate her edict. But if you if they break in uh, and catch you with more than six, uh, here it is. Uh, parties of more than six will spend 30 days in jail and face a fine up to $1,250. This is from the governor. If you have more than six at your Thanksgiving Day party, 30 days in jail, $1,250 fine, which is more than any looter got for burning a police station or you know beating up a shopkeeper. They go in out in, in 10 minutes. But if you have five people, you could sit around, shoot heroin, snort coke, do crystal meth, no problem. That is legal. Oh, Matt, Marty Walsh will give you a whole street. <laughs> right. Give you a whole street. <laughs> Just for that. You know. So this is December, I mean, no, November uh, 19th, 18th. What's next? I was thinking this yesterday. What's next? When you see, and, um, I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint, because I was thinking this yesterday, what's next? And this pops up, a story out of Greece. Now, maybe these things start in Greece. We know the, the virus. In Greece, you now must text local authorities before you leave your home and tell them in a text why you're leaving your home. Oh, it sounds, what could possibly go wrong? You know where you're going. This country. If you're going to, you know, stop and shop or you're going to Dunkin' Donuts, you have to text. I assume if you live in a town, you assume your town manager, maybe a selectman. I'm I'm in the city. I'm going to have to text Marty Walsh. Uh, Marty, I am going to the liquor store. Be home in uh, 20 minutes. That I mean, sounds that's, that's how there, is there somebody who monitors like a, a stream of text messages? Do you know what I mean? And then approves or denies? There's, well, you know, the burgeoning bureaucracy, they're laying off nobody. The bureaucracy just gets bigger and bigger. Uh, yes, someone's job will be to look at the texts and approve it and say, oh, that's you don't have to go to the liquor store. And, uh, how about if you text them and say, I am going to go out and do some looting with my BLM friends. We are going to... Uh, Burn some Bibles and uh, trash a uh, T-Mobile store. Okay, I'll text you when I get home. I'm going to John Lewis. Blast Rage Against the Machine, so it's all going to be okay. We'll blast that. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine is now. By the way, I screwed that up, Jerry. That was a parody account I retweeted. What? That thing I the thing you're citing right now was a parody account. I retweeted that by accident. Rage Against the Machine. Well. What are you talking yeah, about? Machine thing. Rage against the machine. I, I tweeted out a thing. I think this is what you're referring to. I retweeted. Oh, okay. So I will. Um, I did the same thing. I saw you and I did it. Yeah, I fell for it. We were duped. It's but it's it's, it's so moderately rational. It's so believable. <laughs> yeah. Rage against the machine would so tell you to wear a mask right now. Like yeah. that is. I mean, think about like Sasha Baron Cohen. Like all these people that were funny a while back and edgy. Right. Howard Stern have all done like gotten woke. So that would be the least surprising thing ever. If I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me. You know, Tom Morello is a radical, and I wouldn't surprise me at all if he's working for Biden. But you're right. Um, it's you know, Sasha Baron Cohen is demanding that Facebook censor right. conservatives. 
Yeah, Chelsea like, Handler, this edgy, you know, once edgy comedian, now washed up pickled hag, is demanding Facebook. She's literally calling out Mark Zuckerberg and saying, why don't you do something about whoever, about, about you know, Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity or, or Steve Bannon is their new boogeyman, or Rudy Giuliani. How can you allow this? How can you allow such speech? It hurts my, offends me, hurts my, my delicate sensibilities. That's like, so crazy. Liberalism is the machine at this point. Like you can't, like if you're part of the left, you've become the establishment. Like every major corporation backs your causes. They, uh, every part, like you have institutional control. You are the machine. The left is the machine now. So what are you raging against? They used to rage against George Bush. Now they just, they are the establishment. So now what? Well, I was walking through Boston Common the other day. I think I mentioned this. And there was one of these protests against everything Trump and make them leave office. And they got these little phony Antifa losers and they get their nose rings. and And in the middle of it all, is Ed Markey. <laughs> Ed Mark, they're they're surrounding and fawning and they're like in awe of Ed Markey, this career hack politician. He's, you know, leading these alleged uh rebels. You're right. If here's 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 what these people who think they're rebels, who think they're uh, uh outsiders raging against the machine, they they're now on the same side as the media, the entire mainstream media, like 98% of the media. Hollywood, academia, Silicon Valley, Wall Street, those, those are all on the side of the rebels. And that if you want to know why Antifa can run wild in the cities is because the anarchists and the Black Lives Matter uh, rioters are on the same side as the government, the mayors, the city councilors. I mean, you, know, you know who rages against the machine? Donald Trump raged against the machine. Right. Like the president. He, he got Mad Dog Mattis to quit. Like a guy who's you know infamous with like oh, a good, good one. Put on that list the military industrial complex. So the right. people yeah. like Tom Morello, these rebels who want to burn it all down. I'm going to go through the list again. Are on the same side as Hollywood, academia, Silicon Valley, uh, um, Wall Street, uh, the big corporations, Amazon, Target, Home Depot. Uh, Walmart, all those on the same side, and the mainstream media. They're all on one side. On the other side, you know, the rebels now are uh, Kaylee McEnany. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah, Sarah, they're the rebels. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, You're absolutely right. And, you know, the, the, the machine will win. I'll say it again. I'll say it every day. I'm convinced of two things, that Donald Trump will leave office on January 20th. Biden Harris will take over and they stole the election. They stole the election. They cheated their asses off and they won hats off to them. You know, they, they pulled it off. They found I mean, a, mostly through mail-in ballots, mostly through ballot harvesting, dead people, you know, throwing away Trump ballots, finding ballot. They found a way to steal uh, the, the, the vote in these big cities in, in, in Philadelphia and Atlanta, they found a way. We're going to find out over the next four years all the ways they did it, but they did it. You know, they did it. They, they you know, by hook or crook, they looked at Trump as, as evil. They said, we must stop him. All rules are out. No rules. Let's go. And they did it. So congratulations to them. But here's the other, and you just mentioned, and I want to get into it because, um, and and although I didn't mention the late to wrap up the COVID talk, this story just broke, I believe, last night. It's big. 
Oh, shit, we didn't get to the, the mask study either. I thought uh, that's what you were talking about. The, no, but for first, this other big, big study. Um, walking your dog gives you COVID. Oh, uh, you're in trouble. It's true. Walking your dog. Uh, uh, a tweeter point makes a good point. In, in Oregon now, you can't have six people, but five people can sit around and do cocaine. But they can't use plastic straws because that would be against the law. <laughs> Wait, I thought we got rid of that stuff because of COVID. I thought we got rid of. Oh COVID no, it's back. It's it's okay. back. All right, let's make it it's sure. Back. But uh, um, walking your dog, I'm not sure, even sure, like who. Um, with I, I had I tweeted this study out this morning, but I'm not sure who uh, came up with this. Somehow, like the COVID, like stays on the dogs, like fur or something and then you bring it home and give people COVID. I don't know. It's it's totally made up. It's totally bullshit, I'm sure. It's it's silly. But um that was one study. The other study which got a lot more traction yesterday was this Danish study. And I read it last night. Um and you want to know the interesting part? I mean you knew it was coming. They uh, in a random study of five thousand and something people, half with masks, half without they came to the conclusion that masks are useless, and they sure did. You can quibble and say, oh, but what if you do the – no. Read the study. There's no difference in the uh, transmission rate, whether you're masked up or not. There's none. And and we knew this would come. You know what, Aiden? You and I knew this day would come, but we thought they would suppress it. They tried. This study was rejected by at least three medical journals, not because of – the method or the science, but because of the politics, including the New England Journal of Medicine, they rejected the study, which was painstaking and it revealing. And it, it and they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't publish it because it's uh, you know the politics of masks is important. And if you're the New England Journal of Medicine, which was a which is a left wing publication, you wanted no part of this. But here's the headline of the New York Times story, and I didn't read it; I just googled it. And um, it says, study finds masks are ineffective, but you should wear them anyway. <laughs> that's the study, the New York Times takeaway. I mean, because, I mean, isn't that opinion when they said that? Like, I thought they just reported straight facts. I, I love that headline when I saw them put it out. They don't work, but you should use them anyway. Why? What? Why? What is your, that's your opinion. That's like, so you're now, you're no longer reporting the news. You're, you're reporting the news and then giving your opinion on that news. And this, it's stupid. This, this is literally oh, it goes away when I when I click on it because I don't subscribe to New York Times. But it literally no. says, it literally says, study questions whether masks protect wearers. No, it doesn't. It says masks don't protect wearers. You need to wear them anyway. Masks prevent people. Blah, blah, blah. I can't even read it again because I don't subscribe to this rag. But that's the headline. Masks don't work, but you should wear them anyway. And you know what, Aiden? That's the deal now. You know and I know it. You still have to wear them if you go to the a grocery store or CVS or you know a restaurant until you sit down. We now know, according to the study, that it, they're ineffective. But we got to wear them anyway because of politics. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it, Jerry? Well, the same the same newspaper published an article yesterday about how it's really good to wear masks during vigorous exercising, including uh, including running outside. So uh, uh, they're they're all over the place. Over there. I was gonna. I, by the way, I was gonna cancel. On, I was supposed to like cancel on you guys today because today was supposed to be the first day of kindergarten, 
for my daughter. And I wanted to bring her to the bus stop and do all that stuff. But then 24 hours before that, of course, they decide that they're going to just cancel it till January 19th because COVID. That's just what everybody's doing now. So, Well, that's because you're all traveling for the holidays and you have to quarantine for two weeks after. Right, right, right. Exactly. exactly. So we're just going to do that. We're just going to cancel school for two weeks before and after every major holiday moving forward. Does Valentine's Day count? <laughs> no, that's like know. a birthday. No, it doesn't count. Day? Okay, I don't know. Uh, well, it was. I, I don't know how many people work for the Manchester Public Schools, but it was. I think it was like nine percent of people on a survey of all the entire staff said that they were traveling for Thanksgiving, and they made this decision based off that nine percent to cancel to to go to remote learning till mid January. Yep. It's just wild. It's just it just just gets crazier, and they don't want to hear about these studies. They could, I mean. Fauci, you know, the, the St. Fauci, the guy who is worshipped by the left, who Biden promises to listen to. And by the way, when the hell is Trump going to fire him? He knows that his supporters, like you and me, want him to fire him. What's the point? I'm just going to rehire him. I, 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 the point is that uh, uh, we, you know, we'd like, I'd like to see it. Wouldn't you like to see that's someone? That's just MAGA porn on the way out. Like, what's yes. the point? He's just going to get so yeah. we want a little maga porn. It's a maga porn. You know, we want to do these meaningless gestures like fire Fauci and end the war in Afghanistan. You know, these silly maga things just to placate us. Yeah. But Fauci, Fauci says that we have to wear masks even after the vaccine. So the vaccine's going to eliminate the virus, which is just the most amazing thing when you think about. We have two vaccines in the matter of four months, five months. We don't have a vaccine for AIDS. You know, we don't have vaccines for lots of things. Trump made it happen. If there were President Biden, President Hillary, we would have no vaccine. We'd just have to live with this virus forever. But we're going to get a vaccine. And this idiot Fauci says, doesn't matter. We still need to wear masks and social distance and wash your hands and not go to games and concerts and everything. It's going to be weird because people like him are never going to let this go. They're never going to say, you know, we don't need control of your lives anymore. Just go live your lives. That's never going to happen. Yeah, I mean, why would they? They're, this is the easiest thing they've ever had to do in their entire lives. Think how much easier your job is when buildings aren't open, less people are on the road, there's less things you have to worry about. It's got to be great for these politicians. I know. And and if you're Fauci, you live for this. You've been the government 50 years, and now you're famous, you're powerful, you're worshipped by one side of the aisle. You're Every day, all you do is show up at work and do interviews. I mean, like, you know, what did he do for work before COVID? Like, what was he doing all day? He was handling the uh, the AIDS. There are some uh, gay activists who hate him because he was uh, so bad in the reaction to the AIDS epidemic in the 80s. You can read about it. But I don't know. I'm sure he's doing like most bureaucrats. He was showing up, getting you know, showing up late, leaving early. Uh, he, he never looked out the window in the morning. Because he needed yeah. because he needed something to do in the afternoon. That's important. That's true. I feel like it's like an epidemiologist. Without a pandemic, you you kind of have nothing to do. So it's kind of like the pandemic industrial complex. Like <laughs> complex. Like these people need work too, Jerry. They got to pay their bills. Like make them feel like they have a reason to exist. Uh, I think you and I uh, and and people like us can have some good laughs at the expense of these fools, even the ones who are controlling our lives because we know how full of crap they are. But I don't laugh when I look at the uh, the resistance to Donald Trump's plan, promise, you know, a promise that he's trying to keep about ending our endless wars. 
and I see the people who want to stay there, stay there, and I just get this. I get, I go into this, you know, rage against the machine when I see and hear these friggin' people that want to just stay in these quagmires and these shithole countries forever. We will talk about a couple of those after I talk about Shea Concrete. Yes, Shea Concrete, you know all about it. This is for you homeowners and home builders. Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps for you. Whether you're one of those home builders building a new home or one of those home owners looking to improve your home and increase the value of your home, Shea has great values with designs for any of those homes. Available in concrete, you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, the good folks at Shea can remove the old stairs and have you walking up the new front steps within hours. That's it, nothing. You do nothing except sit in the window and watch them work. If it's cold outside, uh, stay inside, light a fire, and watch these guys do the job that will improve your home. It's an investment. It's not a, you're not buying it. You're investing in your home with new uh, precast concrete steps. Learn all about it at SheaConcrete.com. Just give them a call. Give them a call. Tell them you want to see and hear all about their uh, wonderful precast concrete steps. Hey, Jerry, before you go on to that, I just looked up because you can't get sound of it. That Cuomo Billy Joel event was online only, $36.50 a ticket for a online only Zoom uh, watch along. Interview Billy Joel interviewing Cuomo about his book. All co- everybody who bought a ticket gets a signed copy of the book. It was completely promotional. There was not thirty-six bucks. There was not one angle of charity involved in this little effort. Who would yeah, ever find? Who would ever find? You can't find out how many people did it, can you? There's no way no, to find that. Yeah, it sold. Yeah, it sold. Can't be more than twelve people who did it. I mean, did Billy Joel sing a song? I don't know. It's behind a paywall, so you can't uh, you can't see anything from it. Uh, hopefully, but some they, of the New York Post. I bet you some of the New York Post did it. Signed up. Yeah, hey, that's the kind of shit that I would just buy just to just screen record it and yeah. stream it, just to prove that I can. Like, just now, I'll pirate your shit. Like, you can't do this. No, 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 no. Uh, we we talked about this earlier uh, before we came on. Some of these people who I, I realize that people just hate Trump, and that's you know Mitt Romney hates Trump, Ben Sass hates Trump. But what you're you're talking about a war, a war. I guess it's still a war. It's this mess we're in in Afghanistan. We've been there for 19 years and one month. We started October 7th, 2001. We're still there. There are people. There are guys, girls on the ground in Afghanistan who weren't born when it started. And they're now fighting in this endless war. I would think, and I have some liberal friends and family members, I would think it's some common ground we could all find. We we have, we have no reason to be there. We've been there way too long. It's time to come home. Trump promised to do it. Why he didn't do it before the election, I will never understand Maybe someone close to him, maybe some advisor said, oh, no, you know, it said what Mitch said, that it's too premature. But watch and listen to some of the people who are uh, advocating for staying there, who are insisting we stay there. They're literally saying things, Aiden, like it would be premature to leave now. It would be irresponsible. And I'm thinking 20 years is not enough. How much is enough? 40 years? 50? Are we supposed to stay in Afghanistan this worthless, landlocked, shithole country forever. Which, by the way, which, by the way, no country or empire in the history of the world has, 
Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, the British Empire, the, the Soviets. The Soviet Empire literally crumbled because Afghanistan turned into their Vietnam and we funded it. And it's like, so every, like, that's the only place on earth no one can ever conquer, no matter how powerful your army is, because who would want to? They have no beaches. It's just a bunch of rocks and terrible people. But according to Dan Crenshaw, who has just destroyed his own political career on Twitter in the last 48 hours, according mm -hmm. to him, Jerry, girls are graduating from school there now. So that's what America does now. We we invade foreign countries. We build things so that girls can go to school in Kabul. Right. And, and we protect their borders, you know, and build things. We can't protect our border. If we put the military on our border, no, 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 that would be xenophobic and bigoted and racist. But we could protect their borders, build their schools, build their, you know, wastewater treatment plants. And, um, and there's nothing in the constitution that says that's what our military is used for. There's no vital interest. And some people, I think Crenshaw among others said, you know, you're just going to invite, you know, Al Qaeda or to, to go back in and build camps. And I'm like, fine, we'll just bomb them. You know, we'll just bomb the camps. What we should, you know, how long, this, this war's lasted 19 years. You know how long it should have lasted about 19 weeks, literally we eliminated, I think it was even less, I think it was about 10 weeks, we eliminated the Al-Qaeda camps uh, and, and, and Bin Laden was on the run within a couple of months. We bound on that 20 years. And if you've seen the movie Outpost, and I don't recommend you pay for it because Jake Tapper gets some of the money. He's one of the, he's the writer. And I hate Jake Tapper, but it, it does a good job. It's not a good movie in terms of, you know, character development or anything, but it, it gives you a great sense of the of the hopelessness, the worthlessness of our presence there, and we're just there, you know, to occasionally fight off some Taliban, you know, scum. But there's no there's no land worth fighting over. There's no uh, you, know, uh, you know whatever beaches. <laughs> God knows there's no yeah, treasure unless you count opium. There's no treasure there. There's no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just an awful place. Great, great question, Jerry. If the idea is that like we go into these countries, we have this moral obligation to rebuild them and take out the dictator, why haven't we done that to North Korea? Like, what's worse than North Korea? What? How, how has that not been justified? Why is Afghanistan the last places we want to? It's a good point. If it's bad people that that we bad scary people, then there's other places we could go where there are bad scary people. Yeah, like New York City. <laughs> I was going to say go to you know Europe, uh, but Lawrence. Here's, yeah. here's the other thing I find, and rarely you mentioned Dan Crenshaw, and that he stands out because he's a decorated veteran, combat veteran, who is not in favor of ending this endless war. Show me another one, because I follow lots of these guys. These Johnny Johnny Jones and Robert O'Neill, and you know these guys who have been there, who fought there, who friends died there. Robert O'Neill killed bin Laden. He accomplished the mission and he just knows how foolish it is. When we had, we had Robert O'Neill on this podcast and I talked to him about how different and how primitive and how hopeless they are as a people. And you listed all the people who tried to conquer them. We've tried to, uh, you know, modernize them and turn it into a democracy, which was hopeless from the beginning. And in his book, Robert O'Neill, which is excellent, the operator, he points out at one of the guys he's working with, one of these uh, commanders of the local forces, who believed that the, I believe the sun set 
was a dragon blowing out the sun. Every day a dragon blew out the sun, and that was the sunset. This was a you know a leader of men. That's the kind of people you're, you're dealing with. They believe in dragons, and when they see the sun go down, they think a dragon just blew out the fire. <laughs> and he's going, what the hell? What are we dealing with here? I mean, it's, a, wanna... it's, a, it's barely a nation. It's just literally a bunch of tribes. They, they reject the idea of central government. Everything there is tribal. They don't want to be conquered. It's just some places are damned by God. And Afghanistan is one of the, like, we're not going to conquer the North Pole either. It's okay. We don't have to conquer everything. Well, like, Trump, tried to, buy, Trump tried to buy Greenland, so give him credit. He tried. He gave him uh, a shot. That'd be a great night, um, you know, on Twitter, and I see this guy. And his name is John Jackson. He's a veteran. Um, he's, in fact, his, his uh, oh, it's uh, Matthew Modine in uh, Full Metal Jacket is his avatar. But he's got a picture of himself. And his uh, bio is MAGA, Patriot, uh, and tweets about the military a lot. And he says he was in Afghanistan. Spent a lot of time in Afghanistan. The second we dropped OBL and his network, we should have pulled the plug and never looked back. The phrase God forsaken was meant for that shithole. A land so covered in blood and suffering that its ghosts stalk your dreams. This is a veteran who's been there, who knows how hopeless it is. So we got Robert O'Neill and John Jackson and, and, and endless numbers of veterans who've been there who know how hopeless it is. Then you have people like Dan Crenshaw, politicians, Tammy Duckworth, now, God bless her for her service. She lost her legs in war. She, you know, we we respect her service and her opinion. But she said, we want to bring our troops home. We just don't want to bring them home in body bags. And I thought about that for a moment. I looked at it and then I kind of tweeted and said, I'm confused. So if we pull our troops out, that means they'll die. I think they're gonna die in the they're gonna get coronavirus and they're gonna die on the plane right over, Jerry. Walking their dogs, they're gonna walk their dogs. Not enough PPP. Oh, good point. Good point. So they're not they're not even thinking straight. Mitt Romney, who you know, God knows he's he has no idea what it's like in this war zone. He has no idea what people like Robert O'Neill lived through, said there is no clear he said no clear case has been made for ending this war. So we need a clear case to convince Mitt Romney that Afghanistan is not worth another American life. It's not worth another American dollar. It just so now we need excuses not to have wars. Like we don't need justification for war. We need justification not to have war. That's, that, so basically the default is war. And until you can come up with a reason not to go to war, we're just going right. to keep going to war. I mean, this and is... Imagine if we, we weren't there with the case to be made for going into Afghanistan, it would be... Oh, they're not letting the girls go to school, you know, or they don't have, you know, running water in this village. Let's send our military. And you go, are you insane? That's not what our military is for. So I'm just took a quick uh, look. Who's who's for continuous endless war? Mitt Romney, Ben Sass, Mitch McConnell. Um, I guess Tammy Duckworth. Who's against it? Robert O'Neill, John Jackson. And just and, and you know, I believe, you know, Josh Hawley and yeah, other I mean, why can you just help me out? Why can't Trump end it today? We know many in the military industrial complex will defy his orders. They're counting votes in Nevada. They found 846 ballots in a box somewhere that they were miscounted. James O'Keefe did a video on it. They're about to flip that state, Jerry, any day now. 
Let me guess, a bombshell coming? A bombshell? Bombshell. There's a bombshell coming. Stay tuned, Rudy said. I, I respect that. I support that. I want Trump's troops on the ground. I want uh, Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell. I want them fighting to the death, to the end. I don't think you're worried see. about their reputation at all once this, because nothing's going to happen, obviously. And Joe Biden's going to be the president. Are what they do you mean nothing's happened? They've exposed all kinds of fraud. All kinds of fraud. Not enough. These people are guaranteeing Trump is going to be the president. Okay, that's stupid. But <laughs> I want them fighting every day to expose this fraud. Yes, I want them demanding recounts. Yes, we have to do it for the next election. We have to send a signal that you can't do this again. We have you to get rid of mail-in ballots. You got to observers. observers. We have to have observers on the ground, and not just in Philadelphia, but in all these big corrupt cities. Yes, this is uh, something they have to do for the next election. You think? Things will change in Georgia now if we fight them to the death and prove that there that there's all kinds of shenanigans going on in in Atlanta. Yes, we have to do this. Hold their feet to the fire because in two months, less than two months, we have a real important election and we have to send a signal, a message. They will not steal this one. But anyway, why can't Trump end the war right now? Why can't he just say we're done? We're going home. Like I said, I honestly think he's busy. He's got other things. He could have. Why couldn't he do a lot of things? Why couldn't he build a wall? Why couldn't he have an executive order saying everyone can use Twitter and Facebook? Like he could have done a lot of things, but he's very busy. Fund NPR, PBS. Why can't he do? Like you, he's watching Saturday Night Live and he's watching, you know, uh, MSNBC for some reason, and he's listening to what Morning Joe said about him today. He's very busy, Jerry. Very busy. Golf. I'll give him credit. He's getting some golf in, um, which is which is fine, but. all right, a couple more things we got to get to. Oh, I had so much on my list, but this I find bizarre. And um, Tony Romo, we all know, what, is a really good color man, really good analyst, one of the best ever. He's 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 a, a pleasure to hear do a game. Sometimes better than others, but he can be funny, he can be insightful. He doesn't have any pretense. He just says what's on his mind. He had a. Uh, his, uh, his contract was up last year. I think there was obviously a bidding war because he's good. A lot, all the networks do football now, NBC, CBS, Fox, ESPN. So they all wanted his services. NBC ended up paying him $17.5 million a year. He makes more than a million dollars a game. Last week, they gave him the week off because Jim Nance was doing the Masters and, and they didn't want him to do the game with anyone else. And it seems insane that Tony Romo makes more than most, almost all the players just sitting up there once a week, you know, puts in, you know, what, two days of work a week for uh, 20 weeks and he's making 17 million. Seems insane. Well, Jim Nance, who we know has a huge ego, he's good at what he does, but he's a play by play guy. There's there dime a dozen, makes six and a half million. He's demanding to make Tony Romo money. <laughs> and it's, this is not a rumor. His agent spoke to the New York Post, and there's quotes from his agent, and then there's anonymous quotes, and there's no one else quoted in the story. So his agent is telling the the New York Post, telling Andrew Marchand, that he wants Tony Romo money. I mean, I guess he has the right to ask and to try and to see what happens, but why wouldn't they just say no? Why would and does, does any does Jim Nance think anyone watches a game because of Jim Nance? 
Uh, they, well, I think he does think that. I think Jim Nance is one of the best in the business, but I don't, uh, to your point, it wouldn't matter who was there. But don't you think, I mean, it is crazy to think a color guy is making $17.5 million and Jim Nance, who does way more than just football, isn't even in the same stratosphere. Is that it doesn't here? matter. All that matters, and I tell people, I used to tell people like this when I'd like producers and radio, and they'd say they're underpaid, I need to get a raise. I'd say you need leverage. They don't pay you unless they have to pay you. And and Romo had other offers. They and they Greg Hill and Danielle like that. Trust me. <laughs> you don't think you don't think Jim Nance is use is creating leverage right now. You don't think that NBC, who doesn't know when Al Michaels is going to croak. You don't think that uh, all the, he's creating his own leverage right now to get that money. That's what uh, he might. But here's here's the backup guy is Ian Eagle, not Ian Eagle. Ian Eagle, who's pretty good. If they put Ian Eagle with um, Romo tomorrow doing the game Sunday, say Sunday he's doing the Patriots game. Would that have any effect? Would you say one person would watch, would not watch because Jim Nance is not doing the game? One person. No, same same numbers, not as good of a broadcast, but sure. Okay, how about about uh, Mike Tirico? How about Joe Buck? It's not like Jim Nance is the only one that can do it. I mean, he's uh, good with Romo. They have good chemistry, but if they stole, you know, like Mike Tirico, uh, from NBC or Joe Buck from uh, Fox, would it matter? No, no I, I, but I'll tell you what Nance is going to do. And I don't know the entire business relationship. You mentioned it the other day, right? That the masters, because they, they own the tournament, they own everything. They sign one year deals every year with CBS. Jim Nance cannot, he has to be on the masters. Like that's a, and I know that that's how, you know what? It's a good point because I'm reading the story and they said that could be his leverage yeah. of going to the masters people you know, who love him and saying pressure, C- threaten CBS that if they get rid of him, they will take the masters to another network and they could do that in a heartbeat. Like but that. this is what I wonder, do you think, does the masters, do they pay Nance or does CBS to do that? Because they might own the entire kind of production. CBS pays them. Okay. CBS pays the masters to, and they pay them a lot less than they're worth, but they pay them what they're, what they, the, what the Masters demands and the Masters makes all the rules. Unlike every other contract from every other league, a sporting event, Masters is in control and they love Jim Nance, you're right. So they might make it happen, but that will be so bizarre to me. Next year, you're watching a football game, the two guys in the booth combined could make $35 million. That's wild. <laughs> $35 million a year for the two guys who are just saying, yeah, it's third and eight. Uh, uh, Edelman goes in motion. Uh, Cam Newton drops back. He's throwing deep. Oh, it's incomplete. That guy is going to make seventeen and a half million dollars. That's not even the. That's not even the wild part of the story. You mentioned it before. Is that basically Jim Nance behind the scenes didn't want Tony Romo broadcasting with anyone else, so they had to eat a million dollars last week because Jim Nance's ego was too big to let Tony Romo do a broadcast with Ian Eagle. Which is well, how about CBS agreeing to that? It's just know, insane. Bananas. These broadcasters, I mean, think of the ego. Think I mean, of the know, ego. You that kind of be- salary, Gary, that kind of starting salary, Hunter Biden's going to apply for the job there soon. <laughs> <laughs> what's, just- what's the first thing Hunter Biden does now that he has free reign at the White House to get in trouble? Oh, is, is- there's going to be like, um, uh, you know, uh, a, a drug room in the White House somewhere, or it's like that's just Hunter's room. Hunter does Hunter things in there. Well, Hunter's coming over his strange friends, some of his stripper buddies, and, and they just close the door, don't ask any questions. What Hunter does in there is his own business. And you know what happens is he's going to say at first, he's going to say, "No pictures, guys. Be careful, guys." 
and then he's going to hit the freaking crack pipe. You know, they're going to pass around the bottle of whatever gray goose. He's going to get wasted. And the next day there's going to be a picture of this fat ass passed out in the oval office with, you know, some hooker giving him a a foot job. Can you smoke crack out of a vape pen yet? I don't know. Has that been invented? I feel like that should be. Cully Let's just, know. just say yeah. I'm not, I'm not I'll say yes. So what? What's the matter? So that that way you can. The whole purpose of you know smoking out of a vape pen is nobody knows what you're smoking, right? It just it does, it's got no smell or anything like that. That oh, could really? be the next big thing for Hunter. Oh, could be. it's probably already happening out there. But there is that room, that windowless room where uh, Clinton and uh, Monica Lewinsky did their thing off the Oval Office. That could become Hunter's little hideaway. But you know. He's angling to have That's some fun. That should be a national landmark, the place where he got his first BJ from Monica. Because that was, you know, a lot happened because of that. That was pretty historic. That's a good of, point. On this spot, a 24-year-old intern got down on her knees and served her country. 21. She was 21. She was 21. Okay. So she's 21. Uh, and the blue dress should be in the Smithsonian, shouldn't it? Right next, right next to Archie Bunker's chair, you should have the blue dress. And, uh, and, and the trip's Linda Tripp's coffin can go right next to it. She can be buried in Arlington. It's going to be wild because now we get to find out what's actually on the laptop. We get to see the 14-year-old girl. We get to find, you know, see more of those videos of him with his, uh, with his crack pipe and his, and the, getting his foot, foot job, his foot job. So it'll be interesting. See, I'm looking, you and I, were looking at the bright side, the Biden administration. We're going to have some laughs. We're going to have some fun when he, when he's, you know, losing it at these press conferences when he's losing his way and making up words. We're going to have some laughs. And God knows uh, when he names all these corporate guys to the cabinet or to his AOC and Ayanna Presley are going to just go crazy. There's going to be a wild civil war inside the Democrat Party, and I look forward to it. But anyway, you got to get to uh, remote learning, Turtle Boy. Unfortunately, yeah. I got two of them here to uh, you still got the plans for that big uh, Thanksgiving party next week? More than ten people, no oh, masks. At least, at least I won't. I won't go if there's under ten. I won't do. You it. know what? I'm going to do uh, as a show of support for you being the big. Re- I'm not going to wash my hands at Thanksgiving at all. I go to the bathroom. I don't care. Walk the dog. Clean up after no. him. I'm not. I'm not going to wash my hands. So you you're doing nothing to change your lifestyle. Is what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm not going to social distance, wear a mask, or wash my hands. Screw them. Screw them. But you show all right, that is Turtle Boy of TB Daily News fame. You can check out his uh, fine work at TB Daily News where he exposes the frauds out there. You had a couple good ones this week. I can't remember off the top of my head. But PBD one, the PBD uh, high school one, the, the teacher that has the wall of uh, murdered cops that they forced to take down. That was a good one. Got more uh, on that. You, you're doing a great job of catching these frauds, these hypocrite teachers that don't want to teach, but they don't mind uh, protesting or rioting or looting. There's so many of them. I mean, every time you see one of those, uh, the mug shots out of Portland, you know, half of them are, are teachers. <laughs> Dues paying members of the teachers union, but uh, check that out. TBDailyNews.com. Thanks to Turtle Boy and thanks to uh, Shake Concrete and Ally Paving and DCU. And thanks to everybody for listening and subscribing. You must subscribe. That's important. We need subscribers. All you people watching on Facebook Live, put down your 
your whatever computer, your laptop, and uh, go to go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Hit the little subscribe button. We appreciate it. Anything else, Cullinane? Uh, shout out to the guy who put a Christmas tree in Faneuil Hall last night. Unfortunately, first thing this morning, it was removed. But shout Thank out God. to him. Thank Happy God. We, got, we can't have those trees. Yes. And by the way, I am expecting a Jason Whitlock column uh, giving credit to Katie Nolan for bashing ESPN in her latest podcast. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm- Katie Nolan, they laid off like you know, six of her uh, uh, employees. That She does a podcast like once a week and she has like three p- producers and they laid one of them off, and she was all upset. Poor Katie Nolan. It's rough. Hey, it's give rough. her credit. She could have uh, sissied out and not said anything. She said something, so I give her credit. That's all. That's all. Yeah, give her credit. Are you going to listen to her podcast? Uh, every day. Every day. Is it on every day? I have no idea when it's on, but I'll listen. Sure. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go walk my dog and give the whole neighborhood COVID. That's my plan now. We all got to do something. Right. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.